Welcome to the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast, where members of the medical community from different roles, venues, and locations share their unique perspectives on quality healthcare, its future, and how to improve it. Now, from the Your Keynote Speaker Studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here is your host, Rob Oliver. Thank you and welcome to Perspectives on Healthcare. Today continues the Patients Interview Marathon. I am speaking with Becky Beattie. And before I get into the interview, I have a couple of housekeeping things that I just want to touch base with and make sure that you guys are all aware of. Number one, I've mentioned this before, the there are two feeds for the Perspectives on Healthcare podcast in iTunes. Make sure that you are subscribed to the proper one. And if you're not sure which one is the right one, I would encourage you go ahead and uh, go over to the website. There is a link there to the correct feed just to make sure that you do not miss any future episodes once we close down that extra feed. Secondly, I will let you know that I keep talking about the Patient Perspective Marathon. And for those of you that were not familiar with that or those of you that were not able to see that live, back in May, I interviewed 137 patients live and back-to-back. It was an attempt to set the Guinness World Record for the longest interviewing marathon. That documentation has been submitted to Guinness, and I have not heard official recognition from them. I expect that sometime in late December or January. But the cool thing was this. I talked to people from across the United States and around the world to get their perspective on quality healthcare, to hear what they had to say about healthcare heroes, and to find out what their suggestions were for how to improve the quality of care patients receive. So that information has, um, is being released one episode per week. The other episode that comes out every week is an interview with a medical practitioner. And overall, the information has just been phenomenal. So if you were missing the background on that or been wondering, what does he mean when he keeps talking about this patient's perspective marathon? That is it. This is number 28 in that marathon. And so I hope that you enjoy my interview with my friend, Becky Welcome, my friend. Hello. It's been years. It has been. So share with my audience your name. Uh, Becky uh, sorry. I, I have to I have to phrase these in the form of a question because um, Guinness says that I have to ask at least five questions. So I'll try that one again. Well, what's your name? Uh, my name is Becky Beattie. And Becky, where are you from? Uh, right now, we live in uh, Chicagoland, southwest suburbs of uh, Illinois. Fantastic. I appreciate you being with me today. Um, tell me, can you, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your experiences in healthcare? Um, yeah, um, a little bit about myself is um, I was born and brought up in Boston, um, uh, as far as um, healthcare goes, I, I, I would say that my most experience comes here in Illinois. Um, 
I got news of breast cancer in 2018. So I went through um, that and I just finished up um, um, a thyroid eye disease um, infusion. Um, so I've been kind of dealing with healthcare for for a while. Okay. Tell me, like, as, are you able to move from one diagnosis to the next diagnosis or are they getting kind of piled on top of each other? Um, I would say I moved from one diagnosis to another. Um, with breast cancer, I needed radiation. I did not need chemotherapy. I was kind of on the high end of the spectrum, but not high enough that chemo was needed. So, um, when they do the radiation, it's very, very close to your face, to your neck. They can't really cover up that area. That's why a lot of women with breast cancer do end up with a thyroid issue or thyroid cancer or uh, stuff like that. So they did then find out I had Graves' disease, and that's a thyroid issue, Um they then did the biopsy. I did not have cancer, um, but the thyroid was not working. So um, what they do now is ablate it. They do not take it out. So it was one thing after the other. Um, and Graves' disease is also something that um, somehow the, it's the, a thyroid disease that affects your eyes. It affected mm. my left eye. It swelled my optic nerve, um, pushed my eyeball right out of my head. So, um, yeah, it was one thing after the next. But um, I'm happy to say it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, can Tell me, have you met any healthcare heroes along the way? Mm. Um. I would have to say that in both um, my uh, breast cancer and my um, thyroid, I, I, had, I had a hero for both of them. Um, my doctor for breast cancer, she was amazing, um, thorough. Um, took no chances, very upfront, very honest, very thorough. My Tapiza, they called the medication that I got infused was Tapiza. Um, the people at the Saleo um, Infusion Center were, again, amazing people. I can't say enough good about them. Yep. It's what would you say would be like the defining characteristic or the defining activity that really solidified them as healthcare heroes to you? Um, okay. Um, I would say with my cancer doctor, she was her bedside manner as well as her uh, surgeon ability were both on the same um exceptional level. So she had bedside manner 
I mean, sometimes you get brilliant, brilliant surgeons that are horrible at the bedside. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get people that are amazing at the bedside. And they're not very good with what they do, but she had both. And um, that's to me um, as a patient, um, being able to understand everything and then have the results turn out to be exactly what she said they would be. And her visiting me in the hospital when she didn't need to visit me in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, Those all stand out. Okay. Uh, What does quality healthcare mean to you? Um, Taking the time, I think, um, I know people that work in offices that are allowed exactly so many minutes per patient. Um, They have to abide by those rules. And quality healthcare to me is taking the time, whether it's 12 minutes, um, if it's, if the patient needs 15 minutes. Um, I, I think time is um, what means the most to me. Okay, so it's... Hearing it's me. Hearing you and taking taking whatever time you need rather than being constricted or conscripted by the the limitations of kind of your 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 insurance imposed scheduling is that what i'm hearing you say right okay um and i think that's a that's a theme that we are hearing over and over again and i which to me means it's it's got to be something that resonates with more than just you so thank you for being willing to share that um what do you wish your medical providers understood about you? Um, well, right, right now I have quite a few of them <laughs> uh, with the oncologist and the radiologist and the um, just keeps going on. Um, uh, I would say that... Um, Yeah, that's it. I don't know whether I'm just fortunate to have found these, but I I don't think I really have any complaints in that uh, category. I think they've, they've, I don't know whether COVID has done this or what, but they seem to be stopping and listening, listening to what the needs that I have Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe that was an issue uh, a couple of years ago that kind of just giving the, their um, synopsis of what they thought was wrong with you and how you were feeling. I think I'm, I'm finding my providers really listening to me and getting not my third and fourth visit to see them, getting the first time getting what I need that first time. Yep. I, one of the complaints that I've heard, not on this marathon yet, but is that the way things are 
trending in healthcare, it is one issue per visit. And so when you're going in, you they only deal with one thing at a time. And if you want to deal with something else, then you've got to come back for another visit. And sometimes, as you, as you kind of indicated there, you may go through uh, several visits before you get to, you know, one of the things that's that's really on your mind. Have you had an experience like that? Um, I have had a provider say, let's handle one thing at a time. Okay. But I've had him be able to discuss more than um, one thing. So I haven't really had to, you know, oh, you're going to have to come back for your left leg. It was your right leg that I haven't really had that problem. Oh, good. I am glad to hear that. Um, so last question, for, well, last question for this piece, because my next guest is not here yet, and I might need to hold you over for a little bit, but okay. um, what is one thing medical professionals can start doing today to improve the quality of healthcare? Um, I did think about this question. Um, I would say, um, I think that, um, oh boy, let me put this, let me, I think that when somebody comes in and it's more than, um, let's say it's more than just breast cancer, there's a mental health issue that is happening along with the um the actual cancer for instance i'm just right. gonna use my own self i i just know that there was a lot of mental that was going on inside um while the physical was being taken care of by the surgeon and I think if they can connect those two a little bit quicker, that mm -hmm. um, talk you through that a little bit more thorough, um, that might be something that they can avoid uh, difficulties down the line. Okay. Bringing the physical and the mental health that goes along with it together. Right. I, it's interesting. I had, um, I had Nicholas Smith, who is um, a pediatric psychologist from down in Tampa. I had him on and he talked about just that issue where um, I think he was working with like juvenile diabetes and okay. um, with, with juvenile diabetes, he was talking about viewing people holistically and understanding that when you get the diagnosis, it's not just the physical diagnosis. Now you're going to have to change your diet and you're going to have to do that kind of thing. Uh, there is the psychological impact that your life is now going to change and that things are going to be different from this point forward. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know that's to me that that's a very powerful way to to approach it and understand that this is not just a, a diagnosis of a physical condition but the diagnosis of the physical condition is going to affect your mental condition your spiritual your relationships all of those things and it's even going to affect your family because you know it's going to change the way that you eat and likely going to change the way that they eat as well right so yeah super super interesting um it affects so, your children all differently too you know my yep my oldest you know immediately got upset my um, daughter said, okay, well, I guess I need to get checked out every six months. And my youngest had to stay home from school. So everybody was different. Yeah. So, so incredible. And yeah, that, listen, Becky, thank you so much for being okay. here and for sharing. I appreciate you. I appreciate your, your coming on and spending some time with me and I appreciate your perspective on healthcare. Thank you. Nice seeing you again, Rob. It's always good to see you too, my friend. See you later. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Perspectives on Healthcare. Visit perspectivesonhealthcare.com to learn more about Rob Oliver or to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If this podcast was valuable, we'd appreciate a review on iTunes. Or if you tell a friend or coworker about the show, that would be helpful too. Join us again next time for more Perspectives on Healthcare.